The following episode of the 9pm edict contains strong language, politics, cosplay, disturbing concepts, and quite a few tips relating to food and alcohol. Sunday the 17th of December 2023, uh, the Summer Series takes a disturbing turn this week with one of our favourite guests, author and columnist John Birmingham, who admits to eating something that I simply do not understand. It is a, it's a protein pudding absolutely full of life-giving chia seeds, my friend. Uh, but he makes good by improving my suggestions for Christmas Day. Nice black pudding and a, 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 a marmalade breakfast martini, mate. And inevitably we talk about the thing. Oh, the fucking truck. Uh, but don't worry, that's just a small bit. Hello, I'm still Gary and this is the 9pm Chia Seed Protein Pudding with John Birmingham. Yeah, I know. Here we are. But as we begin our story, dear listener, JB is looking for something to prop up his microphone. Uh, where is it? Motherfucker. All right, I'll just use these. Uh, Peter F. Hamilton never lets you down. Always a good, <laughs> good thick stand. Oh. <laughs> Back in the day, it would have been the... Uh, Oh, what was that annoying science fiction series with the guy who was a who who was a leper and a bit rapey? Oh fuck me! <laughs> um, I, I read those when I was a kid because you know it was the only alternative to Tolkien, who frankly is a bit dull. And yeah. um, the Chronicles of Thomas Covenant, and he was yeah. a little rapey, um, a little rapey, a little uh, uh, little diseased too. What did he have? Yeah, leprosy, that's right. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. A leprotic rapist, uh, not not your average, not your average hero. And yet he was from you know some sort of age. It's, it's quite curable now. It's just a, you just deal with it. It's not a thing. And weirdly enough, not not particularly contagious. Oh really? Yeah. For all yeah. that, oh lepers. It's actually it looks scary, but. No, I don't know how it spreads, but it's not by that. No, look, anyway, we're wasting all this good leprosy content. We should be recording. Well, I am recording. Oh, I've already good, started good. recording. Uh, John, <laughs> thank you very much for joining me. We did start recording there because otherwise I let's, fucking Let's get back to the leprosy thing because uh, I saw a great uh, great show earlier this year. It was on Amazon. It was one of their um, – what is it? It was a cowboy show. It was actually a cowgirl show. It was a – the cowgirl in charge of it. Uh, she's married to. Um, oh God! This is the problem with getting on. Just you don't remember anything. Also, the problem with smoking so much dope in my twenties. Um, what's that Amazon show? Uh, English lady goes over to the US looking for the guy who killed her son. Oh, um, I've seen the promos for it, but I haven't watched it's it. It's fantastic. I actually have to stop talking about it because I'm about to start giving away spoilers. And All right. Well, while, while you're not doing that, future me will splice in a thing here telling people what it's actually fucking called. Beep. Okay, the series JB's trying to, to think of is called The English, which is described by Wikipedia as a revisionist Western television miniseries produced by the BBC and Amazon Prime, uh, written and directed by Hugo Blick. It stars Emily Blunt and Chasky Spencer. 
Englishwoman Lady Cornelia Locke comes to the West in 1890 looking for revenge on the man she sees as responsible for the death of her son, meets an ex-cavalry scout, member of the Pawnee Nation. Okay, back to the thing. Beep, and there you go. Apparently it's brilliant, according to JB. It is. It's fantastic. And I I would tell you why, but I'll spoil it for you. But there is... uh, (laughs) There is some leprosy content, but it's, it's, it's sensitive. You know, it's appropriate leprosy. <laughs> Look, it's actually been more than a year since we last spoke, and last time we got to speak about Liz Truss and Peter Dutton. That, uh, that's, yeah, not, yeah. That's, that's not a Rule 34 thing, just to be clear. Uh, but you were overly critical, I thought, <laughs> of my pub parmigiana. Well, you would have thought that, but I was, yeah. I was about precisely as critical as I should have been. All right. Well, let's move on from that because you messaged me today to say you just squatted a PR. I mm-hmm. uh, Look, congratulations. I understand that that's probably a good thing and not at all filthy. So I need a shower and a chia seed protein pudding. What the fuck? First, I'll come back to your, 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 your squatting. What the fuck yeah. is a chia seed protein pudding? It, it is exactly what I what I told you it is it is a it's a protein pudding absolutely full of life giving chia seeds my friend forty grams of them actually giving you at least five grams six grams of protein from the chia seed plus five grams of fiber and another four or five grams from the whole milk that I add to it five grams of creatine and about mm-hmm. fifteen to twenty grams of protein powder I mix it all in in the morning in a, like a, a nice big glass. And then I've got to go back 10 minutes later on because it's turned into this abysmal sludge. So I give it another mix and then I go back again 10 minutes after that and I give it another mix. Anyway, six hours later on after I have squatted my PR and uh, even though the anabolic window is just a completely made-up thing so that, you know, supplement companies can sell protein shakes at the, the door of the gym, I I wanted a protein hit before I talked to you. So and I knew it was going to be there, my beautiful cool, smooth, chia seed, protein pudding. Oh, I put a little bit of chocolate powder in it too, actually. You're not supposed to, but um, Um, usually... You rebel, you. Usually chocolate-flavoured protein powder actually tastes more like chocolate-flavoured ass, and so I just get a little bit of actual chocolate powder in there, and it just takes... It just sort of... It covers the ass. It it just sort of smooths over the ass content. Looking back to your uh, previous self when you were smoking copious amounts of dope, would you have believed you have just said a paragraph like you have just said? Uh, I probably would have latched onto the chocolate, uh, <laughs> the, the, the mention of chocolate and, yeah. uh, hang on, there's the chocolate in the house, dude. <laughs> we will uh, come back to food fairly fairly soon. Uh, but I want to ask you about Albo. And mm. because he's been a thing this year, uh, by by Albo, I mean Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, uh, uh, member for Grandler. Uh, here's what cartoonist and artist John Kadelka said about Albo on this very podcast just a few weeks ago. He has a theory about him and about Turnbull, Malcolm Turnbull, before him. That's the difference between um, Albo and um, M. Turnbull. So, you know, Turnbull famously was more disappointing than you expected, even though you expect him to be disappointing, whereas yeah. Albo is exactly as disappointing as you'd expect. He was ex- you, you expect it to let you down, and he's to, to three decimal places. If there was a scale of disappointment, <laughs> Albo would, he'd be there. Like, seriously, three significant digits. He would 
that's the man. He's, he's incredible. He's, he's always, you know exactly what's going to happen. It's always going to be... Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So Albert, yeah, you agree with that? He's, he's let himself down. He's, he's let Gadelka down. He's, he's let young Albo down. I imagine young Albo would have had, you know, quite a bit to say about old Albo. Yeah. But old Albo would have, you know, gone, well, I'm Prime Minister, so fuck you, young Albo. And young well, Albo yeah. would have never become Prime Minister. No. No, that's no, the hard uh, part. Yeah, that's right. You, you can't be you can't be prime minister of a young Albo. You can only be disappointing Albo as prime minister. Could we do better? Nah, probably not. Can you think of anyone <laughs> who <to> do better? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dutton? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I don't think so. Well, I mean, I, unfortunately, I, you know, there's, there's a non-zero chance we might get the, <laughs> might have the opportunity yeah. to find out in about eighteen months, but. Um, you know, a, a prospect I'm uh, uh, not at all looking forward to. In fact, it, it actually caused me to, to to have a big hard look at myself last night and say I'm going to stop reading the news because um, it was bad for my mental health. I did that several years ago, which is really quite amusing. When anyone phones me up to do a comment on the on the on the radio about something in the news, I go, "Oh fuck, about better go and actually find out what that's about." Mm. Yeah, it's not good for you, is it? Like it's it's no. just there's nothing. I was actually I was thinking about this this morning as I was walking my dogs. There's uh, there's nothing good in the news. There's never anything good in the news. Like I've got my news feeds curated pretty pretty heavily, um, and like a lot of it is is end of the world stuff, which which you know is well, I suppose it's good for me because I write apocalyptic novels, but it's not it's not good for me you know emotionally. Um, and I, I know I do I do follow this crazy renewables website. I think it's called Renew Australia or something like that. They always have great. It's the same story every, every day. It's like you know, uh, South Australia smashes the record for you know solar power yet again, or you know, mm. a giant solar. Actually, they had a they had a new uh, a new tweet the other day, which was some somebody had built a giant solar farm, which uh, sheep loved. The sheep could get under the panels and graze the graze the grass, and that was a, that was a new a new vertical for um, for a renew Australia. So I was happy to to see more of that content in my feed, but mostly it just makes me depressed and angry. So I stop stop listening to the news. I saw one of those farms in um, Thailand a couple of years back. This was just at the very end of the before times, and I went to a mm. conference up in Chiang Mai. So I got the train from Bangkok to Chiang Mai. It takes about. 14 hours and runs late and it's not the best train in the world. The, apparently the sleeper trains are the ones you want to get overnight, get first class, good food in the morning. But now nah, this was the daytime one because I wanted to see the, the land, right? And mm. big solar farm, panels across the paddy fields and goats grazing between them. Yeah. Yeah, they love it. That's apparently. fantastic. And uh, while you've been talking, I've looked up that site. It's actually Renew Economy reneweconomy.com.au, uh, clean energy news and analysis uh, from Australia, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, check it out.
This is one item you wouldn't want to find in your Christmas stuffing. Tesco has recalled this batch of finest apple and cranberry stuffing mix with a best before date of September 2024 because it possibly has the presence of moths. Yep, moths, which make it unfit for human consumption. Tesco did not mention how they got into the stuffing. Tesco said, please do not consume the product and return it to store for a refund. They apologized for the inconvenience. Oh, I'm probably, what's the problem? Yeah. It's a lot of fucking protein in moths, mate. I'll link to a thing about bogon moths which said there's three bloody clans of Australian Indigenous people who used to meet in a certain part of New South Wales every year to feast on the bogon moths. Oh, yeah, yeah. You ever seen a bogon moth? They're That's huge. a big motherfucker. It's, it, they're chunky. Chunky and chewy. It'll carry away a like, small dog. It, every bogon moth is about, I'm, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess it'd be about five or six grams of protein. And to be honest, there's probably some good fibre in there too because they're so dusty. Yeah. Although you roast them, so I reckon you'd burn off the, the scales with that. So you put them on a stick and, and roast them on the fire. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what Tesco's going on about. But you know yeah. what? You know what there is. Yeah, they're probably just they're probably recalling them all so they can repackage them as health food. <laughs> Five times the price, mate. Yeah, that's right. Stick stick protein protein moths. All of a sudden, they're twenty dollars a can. Bogon moths gives you wings. <laughs> that's right. Are you much of a Christmas person? Actually, no. Before we get to that, have you eaten insects? I have. Uh, I have eaten a grasshopper on a stick in Indonesia. Um, Excellent. I've eaten a spider uh, because I was drunk in Ipswich. Oh, that's not technically um, not an insect, but I'll allow it. No, no, but it's, you know, uh, the, the sort of the, again, the, the, the nutrition profile and the um, – the textural contrast of the exoskeleton and the insides. It's not that far it's, from an insect. It's, it's so an arthropod. It. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I have eaten insects uh, too, again, in Bangkok. These stories keep relating to Thailand, but I have connections there. Um, and uh, at a bar in, in Bangkok, in Prakanon district, my mate went, hang on, I'll get a snack. He ran across the, the soy, the alleyway, and there was someone there with a big walk, and they were walking up silkworms like the grubs oh, in yeah, yeah. sweet, sweet soy sauce. Was it good? Oh, man, it's lovely. They're, they're sweet, a little bit nutty. Uh, mm. The sweetness comes from the soy sauce more, I think, because, as I say, the dark sweet soy. They were nutty, and you just get a little plastic zip bag, <laughs> about 100 grams or 50 grams of uh, – I, I have no idea how grams in, in zip bags looks, obviously. Um, but <laughs> you get a little zip bag full of, of, of fried-up silkworms. They're great. A perfect beer snack, actually. Really, really. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I can imagine. Uh, you know, it's no more perverse than pork crackling, is it? If you actually think about the skin what of pork a pig. crackling is. Like just ima- yeah, you imagine a pig. And you just, you know, you, you put a little checkerboard pattern on him and you, you, you take about 3,000 little, um, you know, chest squares off it and you, you roast it at high heat and you eat it. Like, mm. It's delicious, but it's, it's, it's no more perverse than, than chewing a grub. I loved listening to, listening to one of the British food podcasts uh, a couple of years back where one of the presenters who is vegan was shocked to discover mm. that, that poor crackling wasn't vegan. At the pub, <laughs> I, I I don't know what the fuck he was thinking, right? Because it's there in the name, pork. Mm. 
but if, if you think about it, it's an ultra processed food. So I, I think oh, you, know, yeah. you know your vegan mate was probably you know probably right to be a bit surprised that there was actually any pig content in a packet of pork crackling. Yeah, despite it having a picture of a fucking pig on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, the actual pig content had been extracted long ago. <laughs> You know, you're left with, you know, corn syrup and, and, and like, floor scrapings. But, yeah, Christmas, I love Where it. Where does the pig go? Yeah, Christmas. Let's stay with Christmas. Yeah, like, I, I got no issues with Christmas. I, I you know, I'm a, a atheist and I have been since any kind of faith was beaten out of me by the Christian brothers a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But I, I like the idea of... Of Christmas, and I get a bit, um, a bit. I get to be honest. I get a bit Sky News after dark when people start going on about Happy Holidays and you know, really seasons greetings. Yeah, just, just, just say Merry Christmas, mate. I say I don't believe in it. Well, I believe in Santa, but I, you know, all the other stuff that that goes with it. Family getting together, looking back at the year, exchanging gifts. Yeah, teenage, yeah, you, you know. know Teenage relatives Sullen being, teenagers being sleaze, to, to, sleezed you know, on by, the, by weird Uncle Jerry. Weird uncles, yeah, yeah, and um, and just yeah, just wanting to piss off and play their Xbox and and you know breakfast martinis. Did we That's discuss right. breakfast martinis? Yeah, we did last I, time. We did. Yeah, we did. We've definitely discussed breakfast. Martinis. Yeah, no. The only well, the only time I, I have a breakfast martini is Christmas Day, and I have two of them, so well, I very much look forward to that. Well, one's just kind of a, a lonely number, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it is. You it's, know, uh, one martini is just... You know, yeah, it's, it's a start is what yeah. it is. Like with, you know, with, with one martini, everything is subtly altered for the better. So, mm. you know, you are a better version of yourself. Your your dog is a slightly better dog. Uh <laughs> The season improves marginally, um, and so why not have yeah. why not have two? It, it's when you get to the seventh or eighth breakfast martini that <laughs> things start to get a bit shabby. And and then when it's Christmas Day, you know the first one, second one, you can cope with Auntie Susan's relentlessly mm. racist comments about what she's seen on yeah. Sky News yeah. Australia. But by the seventh, you're ready to take her on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and improve um, Christmas for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Don't get don't get me started on uh, on climate change, Grandma. Because <laughs> mm. uh, in fact, don't get me started on on climate change and Grandma. <laughs> well, I um I came up with an idea the other day for Christmas. It's a Christmas pudding, but it's made of black mm. pudding. Chia seeds, a lot of fucking protein and chia seeds, mate. And your omega threes. Got to get your omega threes in, and some fibre. Or prawns on top, so in, a, a, in a black pudding and turf. Oh, okay, okay. No black Go pudding, on. blood sausage, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Northern British slash Scottish blood yeah, yeah, sausage. I, I, I've eaten a heap of black pudding. Oh, I, I yeah, found yeah, a yeah. sauce in Brisbane a while ago, and I, I basically uh, ate them out of house and home. Exactly. So you, I don't know, wrap it in bacon. Yep. Yeah, I, some people ca- – oh, I haven't got it in front of me. People suggested other modifications for it, but there's your Christmas pudding. All right, so you're you're having black pudding for Christmas this year? Oh, I've got some in the fridge now that I remember, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Black pudding and a, 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 a marmalade breakfast martini, mate. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Absolutely. Marmalade and Earl Grey tea um, gin. Someone's actually selling that now too. Oh, all right. Yeah. Perfect stuff. What a, what a, what a world we live in. What a time to be alive. <laughs> it is. And and I found separately to this but incredibly related at the, the Soccer Mom blog, uh, who's uh, produced by Stacy in Texas, uh, brackets not quite as horrible as you might imagine because she actually does have an Hispanic husband and she seems to do her thing. But at the Soccer Mom blog, uh, she has a recipe for Jolly Rancher Moonshine, which is oh. basically – Jolly Ranchers are this American hard candy, like a sour hard candy, right? Right, right. And her recipe for that is basically crush them up and dissolve them in either vodka or Everclear. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) it's great. It's a holiday drink. It's candy-flavoured vodka or Everclear, which I have only just discovered that this is a thing, Everclear is sold as a household cleaning device or a neutral spirit. You can buy it in most states of the United States and it's up mm. to 75% alcohol or 95%. Like we we just call it methylated spirits except this isn't methylated. Yeah. This is... All oh, right. So it's just pure, pure spirits. Pure that- neutral spirits. And in some states, you can get it up to ninety-five percent alcohol by volume. And she suggests suggests that. And what I I find frightening, absolutely frightening, is that even if she makes it with Everclear rather than vodka, she does <laughs> not suggest diluting it. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's because she's making cocktails out. You know, is she is well, she just true. drinking it straight from straight from the bucket, or is she? No, no, it's it's, it's she the, mixing it with something. Uh, cocktails, you know, a little well, Cointreau, well, tastes fabulous some, all some on its own. Crushed ice. Um, I'm sure, it does. Yeah, now she's she's serving it on ice. Yeah, on the rocks, uh, mate. Dissolving stuff in metho is not really a big secret, <laughs> right? <You know? laughs> While we're in the America, there's this. Panera Bread is facing another lawsuit for their charged lemonade drink after the drink is being blamed in the death of a second person. The lawsuit was filed on Monday after a Florida man unknowingly consumed high levels of caffeine from drinking three of those charged lemonades. The man suffered from cardiac arrest while walking home. This comes after another wrongful death lawsuit that was filed back in October by a family of a college students who died drinking the lemonade. That lawsuit alleges that the product isn't advertised as an energy drink, even though it has more caffeine than both Red Bull and Monster Energy combined. Combined. Three hundred and three hundred and ninety milligrams of caffeine in each cup of this stuff. How how much is that though? That's how much. Okay, that's three ninety shots. Uh, You go down to the the cafe, you get a double shot. What do you got? How how many milligrams? uh, Under a hundred. Well, under a hundred because three ninety. So this guy. Three ninety died by basically having about. I mean, honestly, like some some people have what a, what a, we might say a pre-existing medical conditions. 
and he's an American, well, so probably yeah, piss probably. Week. <laughs> I mean, all he, yeah, this it is defense, he, he all, he's ever, all he's ever had is, you know, Starbucks or some, you know, some other terrible chain. So he's probably never actually drunk coffee. So, I mean, yeah, but then again, you know, caveat emptor, he should have been aware, like 390 milligrams. That's, I, that's uh, the 400 is the FDA's yeah. daily maximum dose for adults, they reckon. Yeah, well, the FDA has soft cocks too. When I go to bed at night and I, I I crush a handful of Jolly Ranchers into a glass and I, I, I put some <laughs> methylated spirits into it, I like to get about a half a dozen Jiggler Dangler bags of, of, of coffee and just uh-huh. cut them open, basically, yeah. stick them in there with a few chia seeds, and I'm good to good to go in the morning. Why are you snorting them? Weak, some kind of fucking animal. <laughs> no, just, yeah. Jiggling and dangling. They're for jiggling and dangling, not snorting. But you know, I I'm, I I have a lot of sympathy for for Panera. They've tried to do the right thing. They've tried to 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 serve up uh, a quality product at a reasonable price, and this this loser has gone and died on them, probably on purpose. What about the lawyers lined up already? Uh, he's from Florida. Oh, Florida man. Okay, uh, he's a Florida man. Yeah, uh, done about the student beforehand, but you know, get some sleep. You should have studied earlier in the semester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. You should have worked harder in school, son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe had a few short blacks. Uh, I, okay, this this caffeine thing. The Panera. I've got to do the arithmetic, right? The Panera breads caffeine lemonade. Each one contains 390 milligrams of caffeine, which is close enough to 400, which is close enough to the American Food and Drug Administration's thing, that's your maximum a day, right? Maximum. Now, judging how much caffeine is in in a coffee is is actually really hard. It depends on the strength of the the beans. It depends on how you make it. And the instant coffee is different from espresso, is different from brewed and whatever. But according to the FDA, an eight-ounce cup of coffee, whatever that is, that's 230 millilitres in in proper units. And you don't measure coffee by fucking millilitres, do it at shot. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. They reckon... Your cup of coffee, American coffee is, you know, 80 to 100 milligrams less colady. So each one of those Panera lemonades is four to four or five, maybe six cups of coffee. And this bloke had three of the Paneras. So that's 12 to 16 or 18 cups of coffee, but like just downed as three lemonades. That's a bit. Um, yeah, don't have that much coffee. That's good. Apparently, up to you know, up to about four cups a day is the most you should have. Say, doctors. I mean, what would doctors know? Uh, the next episode of this podcast, by the way, yes, as you may have guessed, this is the uh, halftime housekeeping break. Uh, the next episode is going to be all about space with Dr. Alice Gorman, a.k.a. Dr. Space Junk, 
and astrophysicist Rami Mandel. They've both been on the pod before. They are lovely people. And in fact, by the time you hear this, and at the time I'm saying this, it's already been recorded. It will appear on Friday, this coming Friday, the 22nd of December. That's the solstice. See, it all lines up, doesn't it? So that's then. You can look forward to an episode of Space. And then in the week between Christmas and New Year, I'll catch up with Snarky Platypus to look back at the year in in whatever mood we'll be in at the time. There's a chance we, we might have a, a little bit of a Christmas drink. Uh, now, if you're a supporter with trigger words or a conversation topic, especially for that episode, you'll need to get it to me, I mean, ideally by Christmas, but in fact, we're recording on Boxing Day, the 26th of December. So 11am that day, midday that day, we're recording in the afternoon. Please get me your trigger words or any conversation topics. And for those of you stressing, um, you know who you are, uh, that will be a bonus episode. It doesn't count towards the summer series total of six eps. Uh, the remaining three eps in the summer series, or the three special guest episodes in the summer series, are from about mid-January. It's hard to chase people down over Christmas, so stay tuned for that. Also, coming up very, 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 very soon, in fact, on Tuesday, the first the 8pm Quiz of the Year video live stream. You may remember, unless you're new to the pod, welcome. Lovely to have you aboard. Um, uh, I Last year and the year before, I did some, some video live stream quizzes, like a pub quiz sort of thing. Um, look on my YouTube channel. Um, the 8pm Quiz of the Year Part 1 is this coming Tuesday, the 18th of December. No, 19th, Tuesday the 19th, this Tuesday. Uh, one, two, a couple of days away as you listen to this, unless you listen to it later, in which case it might even have happened. Anyway, look on the YouTube thing. Um, so it's Tuesday night, 8pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. I know that's kind of awkward for some either in the West or in New Zealand or if you're in other countries, it's a pain in the fucking ass. The planet's round. Uh Sorry, Flat Earthers, the planet is round, time zones are a thing. Uh, so that's Tuesday the 19th. Uh, go to the YouTube channel, is a thing about that. Uh, and then the second part will be the following week, Thursday the 28th of December. So the first one's Tuesday and then the next one's Thursday. Look on the YouTube channel. That will be a lot of fun. Since this episode is part of the summer series, uh, I want to say a big thank you again to everyone who supported the 9pm Summer Series 2023 crowdfunding campaign. Now, you're all listed on the website. Thank you very much. In each episode, I'm going to thank a few of you. And today, uh, I just want to quickly thank uh, all those who uh, contributed uh, and bought one trigger word. This is actually the, the most popular amount uh, and thing for people to get. So thank you to you folks. A trigger word, you know about trigger words. We're going to do them in a minute. Uh, but thanks uh, for trigger words to Andrew B, Andrew Wright, 
Bernard Walsh, Bick Smith, Bruce Hardy, Christopher Biggs, David Heath, Drew Mayo, Frank Filipponi, James Moore, James Moore again, Jamie Morrison, Joanna Forbes, Joanna Forbes again, John Avocado, Carl Sinclair, Katrina Shetsy, Kimberly Heitman, Mark Newton, Michael Miriam Fay, Paris Lord, Paul Williams, Peter Blakely, Peter Blakely again, Peter McCrudden, Ridwin, Rick Heyman, Rowan, Roy Brown, Susan Ireland, and five people who choose to remain anonymous. Thank you so much. And remember, you can cash in your trigger words either in a specific episode, as you'll hear in a minute, or they can be words that go into the glass jar of transparency to be drawn at random, or you can just tell me to choose a random word in your honour and uh, we'll go to um, uh, the random word thingy. If <laughs> Anyway, if you'd like to join those people in supporting the pod, go to the 9pmedict.com slash tip. It's all explained there. There will be some changes in the new year, um, but, you know, there it all is. Uh, the 9pmedic.com slash tip. Time for some trigger words. As regular listeners to the pod will know, this... Hang on, it's still in the cupboard. This, this is the glass jar of transparency, which contains folded up pieces of paper. Each one contains a word bought and sent in by a supporter in the hope that it will trigger a conversation. But JB, I'm putting the glass jar down because today oh. I have oh. no less than three trigger words that have been sent in just for you. Oh, okay. From Trent Yarwood, Dr. Trent Yarwood, last week's mm. guest, an actual doctor. The 10,000. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking about the ten thousand the other day because I you know I basically left left Twitter behind. It, uh, I, I, I need to explain the ten thousand first. I think. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah I, I had a policy in my my early days at Twitter. If you followed me, I would follow you back. Um, and this you know this eventually blew out to the point where I had about you know I was following. 30,000 people and it was, it was too much. You know, my, 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 my timeline was, uh, was it turned out a prescient fire hose of shit, but, um, you know, it, it was a fire hose of shit. And so I just, I, I got to fucking, I got to do something about this. And so I just, uh, yeah, you used to be able to get those tools. You, you'd plug in, plug them into your Twitter account. They, they'd steal all of your data, but they'd give you some useful, bit of information about your followers or, or something. So anyway, I used mm. that to prune my follow list. And I decided, uh, because I'm a fucking idiot, that I would follow exactly 10,000 people and they would be the 10,000. Anyway, look, you know, this never happens on the internet, but this weird thing became, you know, a bit of a thing. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I followed the 10,000. And, uh, and then, of course... You know, fucking you know, Twitter became a you know a, a gigantic burning tire fire of, of sadness and and neo Nazis and I thought I'm not hanging around for this shit. I'm certainly not contributing to it. So uh, 
I left the week that, you know, News Corp spun up some fucking online jihad against Stan Grant over some shit or other. Um, and I, I haven't been back since. So, but I was, I was, I was on Blue Sky because I went across to Blue Sky and it was, it was mm-hmm. a weird fucking little place at first. It was full of these, full of weirdos who are always dropping their fucking pants and showing their bits off everywhere. And, uh, and that wasn't the experience for everyone, but it was certainly an experience for me because being a gentleman who prefers gentlemen, I have in my circle of friends, other gentlemen who prefer gentlemen. And some of these gentlemen, for whatever reason, just felt that at about knock-off work time, instead of showing a picture of the cocktail they just ordered at a bar, yeah, were showing their their parts, yeah, their membrane yeah. virile. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't know why you were getting that. Who the hell are you following? <laughs> uh, I'm a I'm a popular guy, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was just I was following everyone, and it wasn't just you know it wasn't just manfellow parts. I was getting all sorts of parts from from all sorts of people, mm. or just just along the spectrum. And look, honestly, I don't need it. You know, I spent a long time working in the pornography industry in the the 1990s. I I've I fucking had my fill of of, of pink bits. <laughs> And uh, I really, I, I, I don't, I don't need them in my scroll while I'm eating my scroll in in the morning. So I was actually thinking, you know, the fucking the, the ten thousand never did this. They, they never got up in my face with their bits. So, um, but what's it's weird. Uh, I actually miss the bits now because there's just I, I don't know whether it's the you know the inevitable uh, sickness of online life or the inevitable collapse of American society, but. Blue Sky has just become this really. It's just it, it's weird. Everyone there is all is, is all fucked up, and um, it's all about you know everyone's fucked up about Nazis and stuff. But you know I don't I don't know that any Nazis have actually made it onto Blue Sky because it's got this sort of hive mind immune response that every time one of them turns up, you know everyone just just turns on them and blocks them and. It's just cruel to them. It's just playground cruelty to the Nazis, which I entirely <laughs> approve of. Right, and, I was about to say. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, so, but it's just it's just got this, I don't know, it's just got this angry vibe about it now. And it, I, I, it, it feels like it's an end times vibe to me. Well, you're the expert in end times, you know, so I bow to your knowledge. What I... Want to say here though is it's got two million users currently. Last week mm. I didn't know the answer. Sorry, Dr. Trent, but I looked it up. It's about two million users. So one yeah. percent of what Twitter had, and it's people who wanted to be there for whatever reason. They wanted out of Twitter. They wanted another place, mm. uh, and then they got invite codes to invite their friends. So that has been a thing. So yep. it sort of has the vibe of very early Twitter in that extremely yes. online people are there, yes. except yes. they're extremely online people with a decade and a half of experience yeah. as to what happens if you let the Nazis take over. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Or yeah, the transphobes think- or the, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And... um and I, I suspect everyone is having a preemptive freak out because they can see the way it's going to go. Mm. I mean, it's not going to go 
it's not going to go full Twitter because you really you need Elon to go full Twitter. <laughs> but uh, you know, eventually the floodgates will open and the fuckwits will pour in, and and you know that'll that'll be that. Um, and it's got some weird, it's got some weird, uh, you know, design tweaks in it. I, I haven't spent as much time obsessing about it as I, I, I used to do, as I used to spend obsessing about um, the bird site. But I, I, I think, and you, I don't know, you, you're you're a you're a fucking big nerd. You might, you can probably connect, correct me if I'm wrong. Is, is it the case that uh, I don't need to be following someone to see the shit? If they like reply to someone that I'm following or someone I'm following talks to them, I see that skeet uh, or bleat or whatever you, it is. You can choose. There's actually oh. settings. Yeah, you can actually choose. Uh, whether it's only replies by people you follow, uh, only oh. replies that get more than a couple of likes, uh, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, I should probably dip into that. Yeah, um, see, it's, but, yeah, it's yeah, always to, choose your own adventure. It is, isn't it? So anyway, I just I was I was going through it the other day. Uh, this this and this is related to the ten thousand. I'm not I'm not segueing. Um, just thinking, fuck, this is dystopian. Um, and I, at this point, I've only I think I've only got about seventeen hundred followers but it's it's like they're already wandering through the the rubble of of civilization and i was just thinking you know the fucking the the ten thousand uh you know they, they were cool they, you know not like this yeah. bunch. <laughs> ten thousand they fucking slammed 390 milligrams of caffeine mate and they'd laugh in your face as they you know slammed another 390 <laughs> yeah 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 well thank you to uh trent yarwood for the 10,000, love your work, mate. We have a couple of more trigger words. They're both from Phil Koenig in Adelaide, uh, and one of them is cyber. Uh, uh, you know what this segment is. This for you. Is this for you? No, no, you're the star, mate. You're the, no. you're the, you're the guest. Well, what am I going to fucking say? It's, uh, I... I mean, do we riff off to the, the four wheel thing? Oh, the fucking truck. I did the, the uh, best, the best fucking cyber truck uh, tweet, skeet, bleat, whatever I saw. Somebody, somebody had got some aluminium foil and they crushed it up into a ball and taken a photo. Of it and they went, "Oh no, I crashed my cyber truck." <laughs> I saw that. I'll post a link to that. I'll post, as always, dear listener. I post links to everything we mentioned. Far too many things. The other one I saw had a, one of the promo pictures of the cyber truck. And a parody of the Intel logo, but instead read Incel inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, um, what was the other one? There was someone, it was, uh, it, it might have even been Ralph Nader's Road Safety Association. It was. I've, I've found the thing. I'll, I'll read the thing. It's from the Centre for Auto Safety, which was yeah. indeed founded in the 1970s, maybe earlier, by Ralph Nader, the great American consumer advocate and madman at over six thousand pounds no one will ever doubt your manhood again we get it you were picked last in gym and now you want revenge but this isn't the answer buying this is why you were picked last it's desperate and dangerous to everyone else on the road stop being picked last that actually was not the one i was thinking of that's also very good i'm gonna see if i can uh I'll see if I can find it. I'll, I'll stick it at the end of the pod if I yeah. find it. Um, I did enjoy when someone on the line had 
Orton was showing off their great big new stainless steel barbecue, which which is just made of sheet stainless steel. I mean, mate, when did you get the Cybertruck? <laughs> it just said, yeah, well, at least with this one, catching fire is a feature, not a bug. Yeah. Who would buy it? Like, I mean, it's weird. Actually, I know exactly who would buy it. I, I listen. Yeah, we both, uh, we it, it's like segueing back to my, you know, uh, squat session this afternoon. One of my, um, um, you know, shameful secrets is that I listen to a lot of uh, fitness and, and weightlifting podcasts. And, oh, really? Yeah. And one of the, and it's shameful because most of these guys are Nazis. <laughs> I don't know why it is, but they just are. Well, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, they are all massive fucking Elon stands. And there's this one uh, podcast I listen to where it is their Elon like fanboy love is now so it gets it gets it gets more intense and denser the the more you know the bigger the hole he digs himself into to the point where I actually I had got into the habit of breaking land speed records to like stab at my phone screen to to fast forward to the next chapter in the podcast to, to just not listen to them. Um, but it's I actually for some reason I, I you know I think the phone was across the room or something and I couldn't get to it in time and so they started fanboying all over him and it was it was so intense I thought fuck actually is this a bit it, are, are these guys actually. Is this is this is this irony? Uh, are they are they doing a bit here? Because it was it was so, and they said no, no, they're actual they're still fanboys. And I, I thinking about it, I, I suspect what it is is that they just they live in a different silo, and so you know the only stuff they ever read about him is how great he is. The same way that the only stuff I ever read about him is how he's an enormous fuckwit and an incompetent chud and, um, you know, he's just pissed $44 billion up against the wall. To be fair, he might get four or five back. I don't know that he will. Mm. I, I don't know. I think he's he's done his dough cold. Well, I think the good thing, though, is that, you know, he is – is or at least initially was being supported by our friends in the Gulf states, and as we all know, they are extremely forgiving of people who <laughs> don't don't achieve their goals. Yeah, yeah. If you hear the tinkle of a bone saw coming for you down the street, Elon, hurry up, <laughs> run around to Zuckerberg's place. He might protect you. <laughs> yeah, but you're about to say something else. I interrupted. Yeah, I forgot what it was. Probably wasn't very okay. important. Okay, there you go. Phil Kurtick, that's enough cyber. Mm. Uh, let's talk instead about your other word. I don't know where we're going to go with this, but Phil Kurtick is uh, trying to trigger us with cosplay. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I've, I've never done cosplay. Um, it doesn't really appeal to me, but I love it. I I, I love it as a word. Like, and, and I, mm. There's a particular phrase I, I, I heard a, a couple of years ago which I can't help overusing I, I, I need to stop using it. it's cosplaying competence so you know the um, you see you know these fat militia men in you know the US who are sort of dressed up in like urban warrior chic uh, but if you to, actually to ask buy somebody, a donut. yeah 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 if you ask somebody who 
who knows what they're doing. They can point out a hundred things these guys have done wrong and how they're about to blow their own toes off and, and stuff like that. And I saw, I don't know whether it was me or, or whether I stole the phrase from somebody else, but I, I for some reason, I, I attached the phrase cosplaying competence to these particular, this particular sort of, you know, demographic. Um, and it just... It, I don't know. It just it speaks to me. I, I, I like it. But having said that, I actually do love. I, I, I love the. I, I, I love the. Not the earnestness, but the the, the the legitimate. I don't know joy. I guess that people seem to to get from cosplay. I went to uh, like the first time I saw it for real, like in the world, was at. Um, what's that big nerd thing? Uh, Supernova. So mm. I got invited to, to, to Supernova and um, I actually had – I didn't realise it was a purely commercial thing. I just thought it was a bunch of nerds getting together. But, in fact, it's it's like a giant um, – It is huge, yeah. Yeah, it's huge and it's it's very, very commercial. People are there to sell their nerd shit. Um, and so I, I turned up with a bunch of other authors and I, I'd been invited so I was just sitting there like it was a six-hour signing, which it, it, it sort of turns into because people roll up, they buy your books or whatever, which is nice. Um, but the other authors, they're like, they, like they, they're, they're pros. They're selling, they're selling, they're selling. Anyway, I just I got a bit bored and I could see people were walk, walking around in costumes and shit and they were really good. Like, and so I just, I got up from, you know, my, what do they call it? The legends of literature or something. Like, yeah, the writer's table is always called <laughs> the legends of literature. And it's always stuck in the fucking furthest corner. But you're not, you're not and, dead yet. No. And so. I, I don't think. I, I, I left the legends of literature store behind. And I just went out <laughs> to have a look at some of these costumes. Oh, my fucking God, they were fantastic. Mm. And it's just, you know, people put so much, uh, so much effort into them and you can it's you can tell that you know it's just it is just a really nice thing in their life that you know they've been able to do this that and then they can go and show it off and that people are appreciative of it they're surrounded by thousands of other nerds who are also dressed as obscure characters from video some guy came in the last supernova i was at he was uh he was dressed as a Silent Hill character, Pyramid Head. Does that does that strike you? It's a guy with a, a pyramid for a head. It's apparently a very scary dude. Anyway, this this dude had turned up as Pyramid Head. He was fantastic. He just looked like he stepped out of the game. I was super impressed. I love it. There you go. I, mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it myself because I'm you know for one I'm a bit lazy. Um, there's a lot of work goes into it. Well, that's the and, big part. I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I do like looking at it. There you go. Thank you, Phil Koenig. Uh, and that was cosplay. And uh, look, before we go, I mean, that's it for the trigger words. We won't pull one from the jar. We don't have a lot of time left, so I better ask. You Plug your shit. You said sell your shit. You've got, Ugh. I mean, I, the, the, the big one I noticed is, is of course, uh, a new Axis of Time trilogy has kicked off. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, that. Um, oh, that. One of your biggest just, selling. I keep forget, yeah. I'm actually not hooked up here. I'll, I'll go. I did a thing. I did a thing. You did a thing? I for years I didn't do uh, paper copies of my indie books because it was all a bit difficult. But now, thanks to this tool that uh, Draft to Digital has, you can turn your you know flat two D ebook cover into 
a lovely wraparound 3D hard copy paper book. Oh, look, hold that nice and still and I'm going to screenshot it. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I just I spent about a week learning the tools because I've got all these like I got all this backlist and you know it's all just ebooks. I just said I should make I should make some paperbacks. So because I think I've got two indie paperbacks um, and you know they sell all right. They just drop a couple of hundred bucks a a month into my kick without me doing anything. So it's, oh, I'm gonna gonna do that. So yeah, uh, World War three point one Axis of Time. It's it's out. Uh, I think it's just I think it's exclusive to Kindle for digital at the moment because it's in KU, soaking up those KU reads. Um, (laughs) And, in fact, I got an email from them the other day saying, you know, we're not accusing you of anything, but someone has been manipulating your KU read score to inflate it. And, you know, it's a fucking bot that's writing to me, you know. But, I, you know, I still bristle. I think, well, you know, maybe bot, maybe people are just reading the book. KU, by the way, is Kindle Unlimited, the thing where you just pay a, a flat monthly fee and you can read pretty much anything you like on Kindle. Yeah. For yeah, free. That's right. well, so, for free, in quotes. For free, yeah. For, it's like 15 bucks a month or some, some crap. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, look, I've, I've restarted the access time again because people were, were bugging the shit out of me um, to do it. Uh, it's it's gone very well. It's been out for about two or three months, and it's uh, yeah, it's still paying off, which is nice. So I will start the second book in that series probably sometime in January, I reckon, uh, and okay. it should be out by mid year next year. In fact, I just uh, I just sold the the audiobook rights to it the other day. That was nice. Um, so yeah, go, yeah, World War three point one. If you liked Weapons of Choice, it's it's those guys. Prince Harry's in it. You know. Yep. Yeah, my Prince Harry, better than the real one. Um, <laughs> Currently, anyway, yeah. I should say the original, original premise, which is World War 2.1, the, the three with the original that, yeah. series, I mean the premise is modern naval battle group ends up. Falls through a wormhole, goes back, kicks, kicks Hitler's ass, mate, kicks his ass. World War II. But the problem is, of course, you know, you've got all these Mexican-American lesbian fighter pilots and you know, African-American Marine Corps colonels and the, the question is, you know, do the future Fox News viewers of that era want to be rescued by them? So that's that's the premise mm. of that series. So. I, I certainly remember, yes, a, a USS... Uh, Hillary Clinton. I remember a US Navy nuclear submarine. <laughs> oh, the, the USS Hillary Clinton is yeah. uh, <laughs> one of the ships uh, and, uh, again, one of the American submarines is commanded by a woman. That freaks them out a bit. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's a good fun series. It's out. Uh, I just I, I recently gathered up all of my my cyber books, um, the zero day code books, and um, put them all together in in one volume. So released that as a, a complete you know compendium, uh, and gave it away free for about twenty four hours, so that you know I could tickle the algorithm, trick it into thinking I was popular. That was. Good tickling because I listened to the original, which was an Audible exclusive as an audio book. That's right. first incarnation, which I listened to and I loved it. And at the time, being a journalist who who wrote about the cybers, I was going, yeah, all this is is pretty right. You explored how to cyber up a supply chain. Uh, and what's really depressing is some of it turned out to be not yeah. too distant future. 
No, in fact, I, I, that was what I started rabbiting on about before. I, I um, uh, was reading a, a piece, you know, before I, I brought the hammer down and said I'm not going to read any more news stories. I was reading a piece, I think it was in Washington Post, about the um, the number of, uh, like, Chinese probing attacks into American supply chains the last couple of years, and it was my old mates, uh, Unit 61938, I think they're called, mm. Um and they, you know, they got themselves up on on systems everywhere. So um, I think I actually thought, oh, jeez, I hope they didn't get the idea from me. But I, I think it's six one nine three eight. But here it is. Uh, yeah, six one three nine eight. PLA yeah. unit six one three nine eight, which is their advanced persistent threat. Yeah, they know this stuff. Yeah, they do. Uh, they probably didn't need my didn't need my coaching. No, I, I, I think they kind of know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, it's it's great. It's Zero Day Code is the first in the series. It's a trilogy. Of course it's a trilogy. That's how you have to do things these days. It is. Are they structured like a three-act play? I don't know. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. And it's all bundled up in one volume now. So, you know, if you've you've got that sweet, sweet – Kindle Unlimited subscription, you can just binge to your heart's content on the end of the world. Or I think you put it up at a fairly reasonable price too. Oh, look, I did. It, it is it, it is reasonable, but I'm not expecting anybody to buy it at that price. I'm really expecting them to just, you know, stream it from Jeff's server <laughs> in his back backyard. Excellent. Uh, so that's happening. Uh, they're the main ones that you've done recently, I think. Uh, I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds right. I'm, I'm working on a new sleeper agent book. That did really well for Audible oh. and they'd, they'd like a couple more. So I started uh, I started that today. I planned it all out so I've actually got every chapter and every scene plotted out because, you know, that's how I roll these days um, and wrote the first. You, you plan um, your books now. I do, mate. I've learned their lesson. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> As have the readers of your earlier stuff. No, I shouldn't yeah, say that. Yeah, I no, sh- it's, no, that's rude. I'm. I take that back. That's very. No, rude. it's it's it, it's 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 appropriate. It's appropriate. It's just, <laughs> yeah, I, I fell for that bloody Raymond Chandler troll of you know if you have a problem, just some have somebody walk in with a gun, and so you know, just <laughs> fucking blokes with guns wandering in rooms, killing people, and. You know, leaving dead trails, which I never really picked up later in the series. So, um, yeah, I now plan everything out. So that is, I'm going to finish that by, uh, I think it's on my calendar, it says January 20, that'll go off to the editor. Um, And then uh, I have a secret project, but it's secret, so I'll talk about that next year. Oh, all right. We'll have you back on and talk about that. Thank you. I'll link to all those things. It is Sunday, December the 10th. I'm Alec Velshi. We begin this hour with the Republican Party's slow march into autocracy, led by the one-day-only dictator wannabe Donald Trump. In a speech last night at a gala for the New York Young Republicans Club, the GOP frontrunner did not back down from his comment last week that he would only be a dictator on day one of a possible second term in office. Instead, he doubled down. Baker today in the New York Times, he said uh, that 
I want to be a dictator. I didn't say that. I said I want to be a dictator for one day. But the New York Times said, and you know why I wanted to be a dictator? Because I want a wall, right? I want a wall, and I want to drill, drill, drill. It strikes me that'll take longer than a day to organise. And and once he's got a taste for the old autocracy. Yeah, just the tip. Just just the the tip. tip. Yeah. The tip of the autocratic spear. I'll just stick it in there and wiggle it around a little bit, just a little bit, just the first day. I have linked to, and I won't read from them, a couple of articles along these lines. Uh, One is that... Uh, there is a thing called Project 2025, which is Trump and his allies putting together a kind of to-do list, which mm. they're all going to do on day one, the only day that uh, he'll be a dictator. They plan to Christianise the federal government. They plan mm. to, you know, get rid of all those people. And Rolling Stone uh, has uh, reported that dictator Trump plans to deploy a massive number of troops on U.S. soil. Yes, to build that wall and protect the border, he's talking about sending up to 300,000 uniformed American boys and girls with the gun things down to the border because the only thing obviously facing America at the moment in terms of a problem is the border with Mexico. Um, and and obviously 300,000 armed troops uh, on American soil. <laughs> Detail. What could possibly yeah. go wrong? Yeah, I, uh, like the, yeah, this is why I stopped reading the news. <laughs> it's very depressing. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you wrote yes. about, um, you know, the militias, and many of the militias mm. are supporting Trump's ideas because, mm. you know, uh, most of them are white supremacists, aren't they? Most yeah. of them uh, have a, yeah, a fairly loose idea of what the Constitution means and whatever. I, I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10 or any other graphic imagery as opposed to numbers, how how worried should we be? Or rather, how worried should Americans be? Uh, well, you know, I guess if you're a fascist nut job, there's nothing to worry about at all because, you know, you, you, you're on a roll. But... Um, I look, you know, it, at the moment it's a it's a coin flip. I actually blow hot and cold on on sort of whether I'm optimistic or pessimistic about this because uh, Trump is um, he's very online, and most people are not. So mm. um, a lot of the stuff, like if you uh, if you there's been a couple of instances where like Trump or his supporters or Fox News hosts have gone down like the rabbit hole, it's often a QAnon um, engineer rabbit hole, and they get very, very like excited about these conspiracies. And, you know, it, it, if you are following that conversation, it can be terrifying because they sound like genuine lunatics. But the f- to most people listening, they sound like genuine lunatics. And I just, I, I don't know outside the sort of this um, radicalised cult of, which has sort of become the Republican Party. What remains of the Republican Party is a cult of personality now, and it's all based mm. around Trump. Um, like they've, they've shed a lot of their... 
uh, college-educated suburban support. They've shed a lot of their, like, old-line Republicans who've sort of, you know, shifted across to the Never Trump movement and they're hanging out in places like, you know, the Bulwark and and so on. Um, but they're not... They're not the majority, and that's the problem. They're not the majority anymore. They they represent, you know, 30 at the most, 40% of the the population. Um, And from that arises, you know, all of the the evil, you know, from that arises their, their animus about the way that American culture and society has has developed and, you know, a lot of their fear and loathing to to borrow from the good doctor and part of you know when i'm feeling particularly generous i think this is just the shit we have to go through to get to the other side um but you know when i'm i'm feeling a little bit like end of the worldy i'm thinking no this is you know most of human history is just uh you know a boot on a face and you know a few of us had a couple of good decades there, but we're we're gonna like you know we're gonna revert to the mean very soon. Well, we, uh, that's my fault that we finished on a positive note. Uh, to finish, I, I mean, think we did simple, that last time too. Yeah, we always do. There's one of one of our listeners has noticed that I'll get to this point in the podcast and I'll just go, ah, well, there we are. Uh, quick. Coin toss, will we be saying President Trump again soon? I mean, he says it anyway. Americans say it anyway. We're just Honestly, under a year out. Look, there's, there's a, it is a coin toss. Um, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't even be a question, but it, it is a coin toss, uh, partly because of the, um, you know, the Electoral College. Uh, mm. the, the Democrats have to corral 55 56% of the national vote just to get 50% of the... <laughs> Um, electoral college votes uh, and like their natural their natural coalition is 55 56 percent of the vote but you've got a lot of shit happening at the moment that could fracture that vote like you know the um, we, we, we're not going to discuss this because I said I wasn't going to discuss it but because it just does my head in but the you know the war in in Gaza is fracturing a lot of the sort of base support for the Democrats on psychologists um Mm. and then you've got you've got some weird shit happening with growing uh hispanic voter support for trump i'm i'm not sure why but um honestly i i it's not something i've read much into because i actually i I got to a point where for my mental health i had to disengage from american politics so i i Mm. was you know, I, I was so deeply invested in it and, and consuming so much information about it every day. I, I could name the, you know, the attorneys general of a dozen obscure states, which is not good. Like I, no. I can't name the attorneys general of any Australian state, but I, <laughs> well, I, no. I could I could give you a list of like the the really important AGs in the like the swing states over there because I just I spent so much time obsessing about this stuff and then I just realised I can't change any of it I, I can't like I, I cannot I, you know I, this the, you can't change it you can't control it 
Um, and although, like, the goal of fascism, fascism is to get you to feel this way, you you still you, you can't change it and you, you, you can't control it. It's just true. Like the, the things that I can, I can exercise personal control over, are, you know, the personal areas of my life. And, you know, I, I just, I, I've come to a realization recently that I should really just lean into doing the best I can for the people around me. And, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll cast the right vote when it's time to vote and I, you know, occasionally send money where I think it'll do the most damage to the Nazis, but I'm not going to lie awake in bed at night clutching my pearls thinking, you know, Hitler's at the door. Well, there, dear listener, is your Christmas message from John <laughs> Birmingham, a message of hope and love and optimism. People, people, let me just, let me give you a little palate cleanser, people. Chia seed puddings. You need about 30 grams of chia seed, maybe a half to two-thirds of a cup of whole cream milk. I would put in, I would put in about five grams of creatine. It is an absolutely magical supplement. 15 to 20 grams of uh, whey protein chocolate powder, a teaspoon of Cadbury's drinking chocolate and then just 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 mix it all up mix it up and come back again 10 minutes later mix it up again because it, it kind of clumps um but a second or a third mixing is probably enough leave it four or five hours and it's just it's just delicious 25 grams of protein five to six grams of fiber all the omegas you need it'll keep you regular as <laughs> oh there's an image thank you jb <laughs> Happy Christmas, season's greetings, Happy New Year, and thank you so much for wasting your time with me today. (laughs) Cheers, mate. I will admit this is the most chia seed-oriented podcast I have ever done that I've ever heard. I don't know what the hell was going on there, Uh, but I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Before I go, let's wrap up a couple of details. Uh, One, the the meme that JB couldn't remember about the Cybertruck, I have found it. It involved going to Reddit. I normally don't go to Reddit because it's full of those people. Anyway, here it is. There's a picture of a photo of a Cybertruck waiting at a red light and the text. No, this this is lovely. Dazed after, days after launch, you sit at a red light. The novelty is gone and you aren't any happier. Maybe it's your imagination, but the gaps in the door look off. You think you saw a car full of teens laughing at you earlier. You're now a hundred k in debt for a meme. And you feel nothing. I've linked to that so you can... Repost it yourself. Uh, I've also linked, I mean, I link to everything. I keep saying I link to everything, but I don't know that many of you click through. You should. There's so much reading, so many things to check out after listening to this podcast, and one of them is uh, Settler's Breakfast Gin. I've linked to that, and I've linked to a recipe for making breakfast um, uh, Earl Grey and marmalade um, (laughs) martinis because Christmas is coming up. Uh, I haven't tried that 
particular settler's breakfast gin. Um, that's a hint, by the way. Um, if you want to do it, find out my delivery address and send me a bottle. Uh, next time is about space. We've already recorded it. It'll be fun. It'll be out on Friday. Oh, wait. I'm meant to do the thing. Hang on. That's all the edict for now. Please go to the 9pmedict.com slash tip and throw some money in. Or if you'd rather not do that, just tell your friends to look for the 9pm edict on their podcast app of choice. The next episode is about space. That'll be out on Friday. Until then, I'm still Garyan. Wash your hands, Jeffrey. The 9pm edict is a skank media production. Sorry.